Welcome to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership, a podcast series that dives into the energy, financial, government, healthcare, manufacturing, and retail industries. The IDC team will discuss hot topics and provide insightful, fact-based research and strategies to help your organization become truly resilient. Presented by IDC on the Voice America Business Channel. And now, here's our host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, here today with the IDC Financial Insights team of Aaron Press. Wave hello, Aaron. And we've got Mark DeCastro, and we've got Jerry Silva. We're going to be talking about intelligent payments, the benefits of using intelligence rather than blunt rules, and we're going to find out what that means, to automate payment processes according to a set of business objectives. And the panel will share real-world examples, including using using ISO 20022 to aid AML. I can't wait to hear what all that means. So let's do some introductions around the table. Aaron Press, you're up first. Please tell us briefly who you are, what you do, and what's your passion for the topic. Aaron. Well, thanks, Bonnie D. So um, I am, as you said, Aaron Press. I'm the Research Director for Worldwide Payment Strategies uh, in the Financial Insights team at IDC. And I really look across the payments industry. That includes both bank payments and the card world. So that's issuing and merchant processing. Um, And I am passionate about payments, which is a crazy thing to say. Um, I've spent 17 years analyzing the payments industry and things around payments like risk, fraud, and compliance. And honestly, when I got into this, I didn't realize how sexy an industry this was going to be. But uh, I hit it at just the right time. I can see the listeners saying, what did he just say? We'll just leave that one on the table. Thank you, Aaron. That's a provocative way to introduce a topic. Mark DeCastro, please introduce yourself to us. All right. Yes. Yeah. Mark DeCastro. Thanks, Bonnie D. I'm the research director at IDC, um, and I do cover um, our customer engagement. So all the channels, whether they be digital or uh, employee-assisted, branch, contact center, et cetera. Um, So I've always had a passion for... Um, technology since the day my dad brought home a Commodore VIC-20 for me to, to fiddle around with and 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 money and the money movement. Um, had a paper route. I, I did all sorts of odd jobs as a kid. And it's always been fascinating to see how payments and technology have merged together. A Commodore what and a paper route what? Let's just leave that. I will have to do a whole segment <laughs> on who you all are and your backgrounds. Jerry Silva, you're up. Please introduce yourself. Thanks, Bonnie. Good to see you. So I'm Jerry Silva. I'm the program vice president for IDC Financial Insights here in the U.S. Uh, And and being the grumpy banker that I am, uh, I guess I am passionate about making sure the passion is limited to a realistic pace. Um, So I try to use my 36 years in the industry to make sure that everything we do as an industry has real benefit, um, has real uh, return on the investments and so forth. So I tend to be the limiting factor, I guess. I always enjoy meeting the three of you and hearing the different ways you describe each other on each of our podcasts here. Aaron Press, you are our lead speaker on this topic today, and I've asked you to send me a favorite fictional character movie, TV, or song quote, and you've picked The Surgeon. 
a just surgeon played by Graham Chapman in Monty Python episode 13 in the Sketch Operating Theater, recorded in 1970. And here, and anybody doesn't know Monty Python, called The Pythons, were a British surreal comedy troupe who created the sketch comedy TV show Monty Python's Flying Circus, which first aired on NBC in the U.S. in 1969. Here's the quote from Aaron has picked from Graham Chapman's Surgeon. There's nothing wrong with you that an expensive operation can't prolong. How can I read that with a straight face? Aaron, talk to us. What does this mean for our topic, please? Yeah, well, I, it, it, I'm surprised that, that you know there may be somebody listening to this who doesn't know who Monty Python is, but I do appreciate the uh, uh, the explanation. So, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with you that an expensive operation can't prolong, right? I think a lot of financial institutions feel that this is what their vendors are coming to them and saying on a regular basis, that there is a solution I have to a problem you haven't figured out um, or a problem you have, and I can make it kind of go away for a little bit. Um, and, and they really do feel this sort of constant um, need to upgrade their technology, a constant need to... Uh, to run as fast as they can, and they end up running in place. So hopefully, you know, with some of the digital transformation work that's been going on recently, um, some of the great research that's been done by this team, um, we're helping banks kind of get out of that or get off of that treadmill and really start moving forward so that the, uh, the procedures they're going through actually make problems go away. Thank you very much. Aaron, you are our lead on this, as I mentioned. So why don't you take us through a brief but very deep dive on intelligent payments, and then I will ask your two co-panelists to dare to disagree or agree with you briefly. Aaron, you're up. Okay. So first, I want to address what you had mentioned about the the concept of blunt rules, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And really, rules are are a fantastic tool for helping uh, automate decision-making. And this has been the way that uh, decisions have been made really across a, a number of industries, but particularly in banking and quite a bit in fraud and what we're talking about here today, fraud and AML, um, which is, you know, when we see certain sets of things happening, um, you know, those are red flags indicators that maybe we need to take this transaction down a different path. Well, those rules tend to be, like I said, fairly blunt. There's only so much intelligence you can put in a bunch of if, then, and, or statements, Right. Um, and what we're seeing in automation is an increased use of artificial intelligence and machine learning, um, terms you can use somewhat interchangeably, to really improve the amount of data that you can bring in to make those decisions and the complexity of what are ultimately rules, um, but are heavily embedded machine-created processes with very fine filtration, um, and even more important, um, you can use the technology to improve the models and update the models on, on sometimes an automated basis or a continuous basis. So decision-making gets better and better as we, as we move forward. We leverage a lot of data, which is something that's you know, worth talking about. And, and what you end up with is much smarter automation. And that automation benefits the bottom line in a lot of ways. So you have reduced cost from errors. You have reduced cost from fraud. You have reduced costs from overhead because you have fewer situations where humans need to interact with the transaction. Um, and you have higher revenue because you have a better customer experience and you have more customers who want to transact with your institution. All right. Um, and so, and, and this can really be used across multiple use cases. So, you know, I mentioned 
fraud prevention. This is probably the the most commonly cited uh, use in financial services today around um, around the use of uh, automation and artificial intelligence. And that depends on a lot of data about what does fraud look like in different uh, in, in different environments. So what does fraud in a retail environment, what does fraud in different types of retail environments look like? What does bank fraud look like? What does money laundering look like? And that's sort of a whole another area. So it's not just what does a money laundering transaction look like, but what does a money launderer look like? What does this individual look like? What are their behaviors? What do we know about their identity? And how do we screen against that? And so when you kind of create all these things, um, you, you get a lot of benefits. So you fraud, I mentioned compliance, uh, payment routing. What is the best way to do it? And this is another blunt rules example, right? It used to be if you were choosing a different payment rail over which to route a payment, it was generally um, what is the cheapest one or what is the fastest one? Well, now you can look at all the parameters of that transaction and say, what is the best way to do this? based on the goals of my organization, not just something very blunt like um, speed or cost. Um, and you can even extend these into things like marketing and product development. What do our customers really want? What do they respond to? What is the experience they like? What do they want their debit card to look like? How do they want their credit card to behave? How do they want their corporate payment transaction processing to work? Um, so all of this can benefit um, can, can benefit the bank really from a uh, from, a, from a business perspective, not just an operational perspective. And so all of this sort of depends on, like I said, really great data underlying things. And you know, one thing that you mentioned in the introduction is the ISO 20022 data standard, which I'll, I'll, I'll simplify you know, down to it's, it's a structure for payment data that is standard across different payment systems. So it means that there's a lot less translation going on and the structure is very, very rich. There's a lot of data that can be embedded in the payment message. And so when you have all of that data, it becomes a really key ingredient to improving sort of a range of these processes that depend that can depend on this more advanced decision modeling in AI. Thank you very much, Aaron. Very interesting comments. I wish we had an hour to talk about it, but we don't. These are just brief podcast snippets of great insights from your team. Let's go to Mark DeCastro. Comments, agree or disagree? Mark, you're up. So, yeah, I'll just augment. I, I agree with everything Aaron said, but from the customer standpoint, you know, I want my, I want my transaction to work. I want it to be quick. Um, I want to make sure that um, I'm getting value add. Um, to me, as a consumer, I don't really care what's going on on the rails on the back end. I want to be told, hey, Mark, use this card and you'll get 5% cash back or use this, you know, um, and integrate that into my digital wallet, perhaps. Um, so uh, I think the fraud is, is an important aspect of it because um, many people that have been impacted in some manner, having their card compromised or been a victim of ID theft. So I think that that's a real important factor that we have to say, hey, we're doing this not just to find the least cost, right, but to help reduce uh, the burden uh, of fraud, of anti-money laundering, of all the things that as a consumer, yeah, it could come and actually impact me. Very interesting. All good points. Jerry Silva, you get the final word on this one. What do you see? What do you say? 
So I think this boils down again to artificial intelligence being possibly the bridge between the science that Aaron talked about and the art that Mark talked about in terms of what the customer sees. And, and I'll go back to a, um, an interview that um, Warren Buffett did right after the 2008 crisis in this country when he said that when a customer goes to your branch and wants money, uh, and for whatever reason you can't give them that money, you can't give them that service, they don't care about capital reserves. They don't care about uh, loan loss reserves. They don't care about what you did in the back. They just want their money. And the fact is they don't have to bank with you. There are plenty of choices out there. So somehow we have to balance that science of we think this is what happened based on our models and the art of telling the customer, uh, yeah, we made a mistake. We, we caught something we shouldn't have caught, but here's how we're going to make you whole. And so I think AI is really the tool that's going to help bridge those two, those two components. Thank you. I think we need to change the very famous line from the movie Jerry Maguire from show me the money to give me my money. Damn it. Okay. (laughs) I think that's where we're going with this. I want to thank the three of you. Brief but really meaningful insights. A short but very deep dive into our topic of intelligent payments. Thank you to the IDC Financial Insights team. Aaron Press, wave for the those who will see us. And the listeners can hear you waving. They can, I'm sure. Mark Mark DeCastro, wave goodbye. Jerry Silva, wave goodbye. I'm Bonnie D. Graham signing off for Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry thought leadership find us so many interesting topics lots of podcasts lots of segments like this on voiceamerica.com the business channel talk to you soon bye bye thanks again for tuning in to becoming digitally resilient with idc industry thought leadership IDC is committed to helping IT and business leaders build the future enterprise. Email your comments and questions to insights at idc.com. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham on the Business Channel for additional sessions with IDC. IDC.